call from? An inmate at the Virginia Department of Corrections, Red Onion State Prison. To accept this call, press zero. This is Randall Vaughn. I'm currently serving 1,214 years for capital murder in Red Onion State Prison in the state of Virginia in the USA. This is my podcast, Red Onion Randy. I hope you enjoy listening to me today. Right now, in the case, you have the case of uh, Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito. It's just, you know, it's captivated America's attention, especially the search for Brian Laundrie through the swamps of Florida and everything. And, and because of this case, because of, I look, I looked at Gabby Petito just on the television and everything, and she looks so bubbly and so perky and and everything, and it it kind of made me think, like, man, how can a guy do something like that to a woman? How can a guy kill a woman? Like, it, it makes no sense to me. Because as I've stated before, you know, in a previous podcast and everything, and in the documentary I was in, my greatest desire is to be married, is to have that woman, someone that I can be truly intimate with, to truly build something with, you know, like, and I'm sitting here looking at this case and wondering why, why did he do it? What was his thinking? What was his purpose for ending this life? And as someone who has committed murder, you know, it's caused me to do a lot of reflection in my own life. I murdered a man and I'm not going to duck and I'm not going to dodge it. The fact of the matter is I took another man's life. I stole everything from him. Originally that morning, I remember going out and getting into the car. I had intentions of going and breaking into people's homes and stealing stuff. So, you know, while I was driving around looking for good opportunities, I noticed that the gas gauge was was getting close to empty. So I pulled over into the store at Chapman's Grocery, which is just a very, very one-room, tiny, little, small store out in rural Virginia. And I pulled into the gas pumps, and I parked, and I got out, and I filled the gas tank up. And I, like, I had no intention of robbing this man. I, you know, after the, I filled the tank up, I, I walk into the store. I nod to Mr. Chapman, and I walk around till I go to my left, and there's like a column in the middle helping to support the roof. And it's got little, little small shelves around that column filled with this and that. And I walk behind that to the, to the freezer, and I pull out a Coca-Cola, 20-ounce Coke. And so I start to walk around it. I reach into my back pocket for my wallet. I don't have my wallet. But I have a nine-shot twenty-two revolver on me. And I didn't think it. I didn't plan it. I mean, looking back on it, I really don't see how else that day could have ended, truth be told. You know, because I was in such an incredibly bad place. But when I pulled the gun out, I held it on Mr. Chapman, and I said, give me your money. And he didn't say nothing. He just he reached into his back, wall, back pocket, he pulled his wallet out, and he gave me the money out of his wallet. And he laid it on the counter. I scooped it up and stuffed it in the hoodie pocket. And I, I motioned the gun towards the cash register. Some man opened up the cash register. He opened it up. 
So I'm going to take the money out. Give it to him. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. If you don't, I'm going to shoot you. And he looked me square in the eye. I said, I don't think you will. And I shot him. I shot him once in the chest. He fell behind the counter. I reached over the counter and I shot him twice in the back. Then I walked down the counter, around it, and back up, and I stood over top of him. And uh, I uh, I pulled the trigger six times. I, I, I took this man's life. I stole everything from him. I stole him from his wife. I stole him from his family. I stole him from his friends, his community. Well, I stole him from his future. These last 23 years, I've been in this prison and I've had to live with this. I've had to live with this knowledge of taking somebody else's life. To go through life knowing that you ended someone else's life. like, But because of that, it has caused me to look at my own actions, to look at my own choices and my own decisions. And, and yeah, at the time that I did it, before I did that, I had an, an extremely painful upbringing. I've gone into detail on that multiple times, so I'm not going to do it again on this, this one, but I had all of that hurt and that pain and that anger inside me. And it just, it built up and it built up and it built up in me until it just turned into this black cloud that followed me around. And like, there was no light. I could see no light for my future. I could see no hope. I could see nothing. I remember during that time with that very same gun that I, 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 I took David Chapman's life from him. I remember sitting on the hood of a car at my grandma's, just bawling. I mean, sobbing. Like, I don't think I've ever cried that hard before in my life. And the whole time I was crying, I had that gun placed against my temple, cocked and loaded, finger on the trigger, just wanting to blow my own brains out and just end the pain. And to this day, I have no idea why or how I did not pull that trigger. I mean, it just, I'm not sure. Why was I able to take his life, to end his life, but yet I couldn't end my own life? You know, how much of a coward does that make me? I hurt the Chapman family in ways that I can't even truly understand or comprehend. But I've never had someone in my family forcibly taken away from me. You know, I never had their life cut short. The Chapman family has. Yeah, there's a part of me selfishly that wants to apologize for them and ask them to forgive me. And if I ever get the chance to actually apologize to them, I will definitely do so. And if there's any way for me to right that wrong, I'm absolutely going to do so. But I would never 
be so crass and callow as to ask them to actually forgive me for what I did. I have spent times in here wondering and thinking about what happened to his family. I don't know. I mean, I just, I try to do the best I can what I have to work with now. I look back on my life and I reflect upon it. How would it be different for them? You know, how would it, because I mean, I'm, I'm just going to tell you the truth. If I never would have murdered that man that day, if I never would have took Davis P. Chapman's life, if I would have had my wallet on and I would have paid for the gas and the Coke, which I, you know, I literally had every intention of doing, I would have still wound up in prison somehow, some way, because I was so far gone emotionally that I couldn't think straight. I, hell, I couldn't think at all because no one had ever taught me how to think. So I would have wound up in prison regardless. But I wonder, truly wonder, what would have happened to their family if I wouldn't have done what I'd done. And the same thing with Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito. The same thing with everyone else who commits murder. Everyone else who was murdered, what would their lives have been? What consequences come from this action? And I try to think of every possible scenario in which someone can get hurt by doing this action. And that, that it, it has helped me to grow up a lot. It has helped me to mature a lot by, by taking these actions. Because when I get thrust into a situation or a situation gets thrust upon me, you know, it allows me to think a little bit more clearly than I ever would have been able to do because I've already had those pre-programmed consequences in my head. You know, like I know, okay, well, if I do this, these are the actions that can lead from it. And I think that's important to teach, especially to children and young adults, teenagers and what have you, because otherwise you're going to do exactly what I did. You're going to hurt somebody and you're going to hurt everyone around that person because this is a universal truth. I'm living proof of it. Hurt people hurt other people. Life is too precious and it's, and it's, it, it really is. It's a damn shame that it was his life that ended it. You have one minute remaining. Because I should have pulled the trigger on myself. It happened. I took another man's life. I have incredibly deep remorse for what I did. And someday I hope I have the opportunity to say how sorry I am to the Chapman family. Unfortunately, my time is up. This has been Red Onion Randy. Thank you for listening to me and uh, going through this with me. Um, for those of you who listen to me on Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate if you would review me and rate me. You take care. Stay safe out there, people. For the love of God.
Thank you for using GTL.